Good morning, afternoon, or evening. Please delete as appropriate. Hello there. This is the Material Podcast, episode number 271, and I am Andy Anatko. And I'm Florence Ion. You, you, now, you sounded <laughs> as though you were wincing a little bit. Visually, I also got a little bit of the capital W. Visually, how, how, how are you feeling today? I yeah I had to so while Andy was reading the intro I actually I had to just do a quick squeeze you know you have to squeeze the eyes sometimes just to feel alive that's how I'm <laughs> feeling today I have I have a headache which kind of sucks I mean it's it's getting a little bit better you know I've taken some medicine I had some nuts uh, and some pH balanced water um but I you know I'm already prone to migraines as it is, which is really a bummer. I hate it. And I thought maybe I would get like a pair of blue light glasses to kind of help because I stare at the screens all day and I was thinking, you know, this is something that I should do. And so I bought a cheap pair off of Amazon. Hmm. And I think that that actually, because I had woken up with a slight tension headache and I think that actually exacerbated what was going on. I think I'm going to close the window. <laughs> Please, please do go on. I'm still listening. <laughs> um, anyway, so I'm on a quest now to find a pair of blue light glasses that look cute because that is obviously a prerequisite and do the job without making my head hurt. I'm bummed that these make my head hurt, but I'm also not surprised. They are really cheap. I mean, I put them on and and they I can't even clean them with glass cleaner or sunglass cleaner don't use glass cleaner in your glasses by the way i don't think you're supposed to do that i don't know anyway if anybody listening has any suggestions for blue light glasses that are cute first and foremost let me know like send me a tweet at though that flow or at material podcast or send me an email if you like um you know i i just I would really like a pair of nice glasses that kind of help so that i don't have to have my monitor on yellow all the time now, did you check the box that said just send me a random prescription or were these that because that could have been the problem? These were ten dollars on Amazon.com. So, so they're pretty random. Yeah. Yeah, they're very random. And I it might it I might be the off gassing from the plastic from the from the Chinese factory that, that's, that's giving you the headache. That's <laughs> fair, but I will say um I cleaned them thoroughly when I got them, as I always do when I like get something kind of low priced um <laughs> just because i i am a frequent or i was a frequent shopper from aliexpress and every time i would touch a package i would just break out an itchiness because of whatever <laughs> but the thing is i will do like that even if i bring home like you know if i bring home like a jacket from you know those displayed at the store i have very sensitive skin um but still those glasses were terrible and i i should have realized that they were what was causing me the headache since yesterday. But um, I got some good Instagram fodder out of it. So <laughs> I guess $10 well spent. Yeah. Again, so, you know, <laughs> as as writers, historically, we take our pain and convert it into art and truth. Sometimes oh, well, I'm they get to do that literally. Now. There you go. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to say, listen, I try to buy blue light glasses. And I know you think this might be ridiculous. But like, there's our, there are some really cute ones out there. And like anthropology sells them, which makes me think that there are a bunch of just, you know, really quaffed 
mommy bloggers out there that are wearing blue light glasses that make them really happy. And I would like to know what those glasses are. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I just can't get used to the idea of like tinted glasses when it's not like super, super gray tint that you're wearing because you're going outside or because you're inside and you don't want people to know how tired and or hungover you are. Oh, God. The worst is when I would have to go to work back in the day. And and even now I do this sometimes if I have a migraine, but I, I caught it at the right time to kind of like make it go away in two hours. So what I'll do is I'll just be really slow and I'll drink a lot of coffee because the caffeine really helps. And I wear sunglasses. So I there was a lot of times where I would come to work. I'd be wearing sunglasses. It took a while for people to realize that the reason it was because I had a headache. And so it became this like visual of come and talk to Flo in a very calm voice because <laughs> which I appreciated. Yep. Uh, no, makes, no, I, I, yeah. I'm not trying to denigrate anybody else's fashion choices. It's just that like, okay, look, perfect example. Like every time there's like a made for TV movie about like the behind the scenes, like friction going on at a popular, like eighties, seventies, nineties TV show. That's beloved. Uh, whenever they have the character who is, like the boyfriend of one of the female stars who fancies himself like her manager and negotiator and star maker when he enters the room to negotiate with the t- with the executive or say now here is the terms under which on which under which Barbara is going to re uh, is going to appear in season two they usually put him in like some sort of like yellow tinted or purple tinted or like uh, 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 blue tinted glasses just to underscore to like the audience that this guy is kind of a piece of work oh and and they give him like a cane like a a walking like a cane with like a snake head on it (laughs) my eyes i think i think think i'm actually quoting the three's company like behind the scenes like movie because i do now now that i think about i remember that not only have this this again this self pre-proposing self-assumed like manager not only is he like doesn't 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 realize what a cheap like amateur move it is to say, hey, I've got a walk, I've got a mahogany walking stick with a snake head uh, uh, for the handle. Wait, but who, like, whose manager sitting, was he? Uh, Su- Suzanne Summers. Oh, really? The one, okay, the cause... one that was the one that was so good that they said, well, thank you for uh, we we have a counter offer. Uh, she's fired. Uh, we will not pay her off for the rest of her contract so she can seek other work. We're going to have like a special set built where she can film like her weekly, like two pages, one pages of script uh, alone on the telephone with nobody else present. And yeah, it's, it's worth watching because I really, okay. Well, I just started watching three's company. That was, I was telling you before we started the podcast, (laughs) before we started recording that I was, you know, watching a lot of 70 stuff and it's because a lot of the stuff is available on Pluto. You can just go on demand and then, you know, they have all the channels and they added to the Three's Company channel. So last weekend, I just, I watched like three hours of Three's Company with my husband. And I used to watch it all the time when it was on. And I knew Suzanne Summers from the 90s show Step by Step because she played the mom. <laughs> so I kind of, and I also know her now as, I think she's like a, I think she's, Yeah. Yeah, she's got some questionable politics. A, a, a bit, a bit of a piece of work herself these days. Yes. Oh wow. Okay, I have to watch that. Okay. See, yeah. Andy already in the like. Andy and I have been talking 
through the mics, through the computer for what, like the last 40 minutes. And, you know, we usually try to do like a little warm up before we get into recording. And Andy's already given me great suggestions for how I can spend my corn weekend. Because this is really what I do now. It's just after the kid goes to sleep on Saturday, we stay up and watch some something out of the ordinary is what I would say, (laughs) you know. Well, st- stick stick with Three's company because it really. I don't know if you've gotten to. If you are you still in the the Mister Roper era, or have you gotten into the Mister Furley era? No, it's in Mister Furley, and there you he, go, he's he's really trying. He's yeah. Mm. When when Don he's Knotts desperate. came aboard, he they they really opened up the Three's company universe there. Yeah, that was they did. They did. <laughs> Well, Andy, what what have, have you a couple been of up updates. to? Yeah, I was. Yes, a, so I I'm know. still. See, um, uh, as I've been talking about for weeks and weeks and weeks, I am done with Google Play Music. I'm not done slagging uh, slagging Google Play Music. I'm not nearly done complaining. You're, uh, you're so, going to need to com- continue to complain to help you. Get yeah, through this if only I, if only I had an outlet where. <laughs> so uh, had I, a podcast. A, a correction. Yes, a correction from last week in which I said, "Oh, there's no way to down- to download like all of my purchases. Just uh, music, and I have to apparently have to like download them like track by track, album by album, individual. Oh, actually, no, track by track or album by album individually. And why can't I just simply say, "Hey, here's your automatic playlist of all my purchases. Just let me download all this stuff." Damn it! And I am I was incorrect. Uh, it's uh, and if you go into settings uh, for Google Play Music and the web version of it, there is a download library function in settings. So fine, uh, but. Fortunately, this gave me two more opportunities to say what how horrible Google Play Music is, because it is indeed an all or nothing sort of function. You still can't say, please download this playlist or just my purchases. So I have, over the course of years, apparently uploaded 14,000 songs of my own to Google Play, and it's not going to let me it – will, it, will ha- it will force me to download – all 14,000 songs in my library just to get maybe the hundred tracks that I've purchased individually. Uh, and to add insult to injury, I tried to, I, I tried to enable that last night before I went to bed and it didn't work. I checked back like a half hour later and still had downloads zero. So I what? don't know. I don't know. If, see, I don't, uh, I let it go for another half hour, still download zero. For all I know, it was taking that long to package all that data so we could send it like as, I don't know, as a zip. But you a, had no indication. It didn't give you any indication what it was doing. As, and- as a matter of fact, all you all you see is an orange, like material style, not like we call it a, a pre-material style round button in the lower left corner with a like down arrow on it. And if you hover the with like an animated like down, 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 and if you hover your mouse over it, it will say how many tracks you've downloaded. And after an hour, it still said zero. And at that point, I was just I, I needed to terminate it with extreme prejudice. I know that this piece of code has no feelings, but the fact that I could wipe it from the face of the earth or at least the face of my office Mac gave me some small pleasure and a tiny victory that I could take to bed with me. Uh, this just makes me think about I hate saying this out loud because I feel like I'm really insulting the people who worked on this product, but it really makes me feel like this like play music was always kind of an afterthought or maybe it didn't have the support it needed you know yep. and within the confines of google maybe that's what happened to it maybe maybe this was long you know i'm thinking very just like maybe 
Maybe it was always the plan to get YouTube to be the one that had all the music because YouTube had all the music rights anyway, you know? <laughs> yeah, you're, you're probably, I mean, I think that you're, I think that you're right uh, in, in some way, shape or form. Usually every time that I get like the inside story, whether it's at Apple, Google or elsewhere about like what, and I never, the conversation is never introduced. So why does this product that you're responsible for suck so bad? It usually comes down to, we uh we had we have no full-time staff that's assigned to work on this thing we are not and every time that we wanted we brought up the idea of let's fix this or let's improve this something that was way more pressing was like we, we got that time got that time budget mm-hmm. instead the the number of there there are a bunch of projects at apple like high profile projects at apple that you think hey wow i really love this feature i really love the way that this works and it turns out that the only reason why it's still <laughs> in mac os to begin with is because one like 20 year employee like devotes his free time mm-hmm. or her free time to keeping this thing running and making sure that every time that there is an update to the OS, it doesn't break this old feature. And if not for that one person, then it would break. It would have broken. And then someone would have said, uh, do you want to fix it? Nah, nobody uses it. And then, <laughs> then terminates it. So yeah, I don't, uh, we've, we've talked about this before that when we, uh, when I, when I say mean things about Google play music, there is no hostility our judgment towards the people who work on Google Play Music because uh, they're, they're 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 at no point and no conference room in Mountain View did anybody ever write on a whiteboard create a music service that absolutely stymies Andy and Otko specifically at every opportunity to derive joy <laughs> from our product. Uh, that was that was the end effect. But that's they tried to do their best with the assets that they were allowed to bring to it and precisely. Uh, but. Yeah, and oh, another another update. Uh, a, uh, a listener whose name I forgot to write down. Uh, he uh, uh, he emailed and uh, let us know that we, I was talking about Prime Phonic last week, which is a music service that's about a year old that focuses on classical music that I've been really really enjoying, and called my attention to the fact that they have some insane offer codes if you do a Google search for Prime Phonic discount codes. So I've bookmarked one where. Uh, you're 50% off if you prepay for a whole year. And that's probably the one that I'm going to use. We'll have the link uh, in the show notes if you want to take advantage of that. Fortunately, uh, they are uh, first two, I'm still on my free first two weeks without having to drop a credit card. And had I not received this email, I probably would have just gone and go ahead. Oh, sure. No, start billing me 10 bucks, 15 bucks a month. I love this. Go go right ahead. So now I'll say, I know that you're trying to create market share and value for your stockholders, but I, thanks to this one free email, have denied you half of the cash that I was going to infuse upon your fledgling operation. (laughs) Complain no more, lest I alter our terms of our terms even further. I will say I we we heard from a couple I think we heard from a couple people about Prime Phonic and that they were they appreciated the suggestion. I I had no yeah. idea it existed, and, you know. Like I said on last week's podcast, it makes me think about other niche services exist for people who just want to invest in, you know, one kind of roadway of music. <laughs> Cuz that's where my brain is at. I thought of it. <laughs> I visualized it as a roadway and then I Anyway, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, but there's, there's something else I wanted to I wanted to talk to you about though. Yes. Now, uh, have you ever like played with the different voices for the Google Assistant? 
I have. Okay. I have, and I also have a favorite voice type. You know, you can go and change the voice in the English language. Cyan is my favorite voice. And you, because that's, they go by colors. Right. Um, And I tried to change it to a different locale. I've tried, I tried Romanian a while because I thought, oh, this will help me. But (laughs) it was just too weird. um, Well, it was hard for my husband. He doesn't speak Romanian. So he's like, what is the smart speaker saying? I'm like, maybe this is a good opportunity for you to learn the language of a person that you've been with for more (laughs) than 10 years, but okay. Sorry. <clears throat> no, no. That, yes. So, tell me. Tell me. Have you played with well, the voice? No, so, so I start. So uh, I'm still like playing with the Pixel 4a, which means that, you know, which means that uh, I'm going into every single like menu option to see like what right, I have to play right, with. Right, right, right. And a lot of this is just stuff that's been here forever, but I've just never really played with it or haven't played yeah. it in years. So I started uh, for fun. I switched from, I think, the def- the default uh, Google Assistant. Mm-hmm. which is like sort of a happy neutral american and i switched to a female uh english voice oh a british see, voice i never tried the the female one i i tried the male one mm. and i'm 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 definitely going to switch it back I haven't done so yet because i'm lazy but it's just weird i don't know i don't know if it's because uh, i am american i was raised around americans uh and so i am more tuned into the american accent or if the American accent, uh, the the American style voice has more uh, more development inside it, so that it sounds not just more natural but more upbeat and sounds like hi hey hey Guillermo, what's the weather today in Boston? It's going to be sixty three degrees. There might be showers at the end of the day, which will clear up at seven. Like, thank you. Don't ask, don't mention it. Whereas the, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do the actual accent. I'm just going to try to do like the tone, which is, uh, hey, Guillermo, what's, what's the weather? It's going to be 71 degrees with showers today. It's going to be 71 degrees in Boston today. There might, there's a possibility of showers later in the afternoon. Thank you. Oh, I have, I do have the cameo voice enabled, the ice array. Like answer your questions, brief you on the weather, and tell jokes while the regular assistant voice does the rest. Let's do this thing. I love that's that voice. so weird to hear Isa though, like in a robotic sort it's, of. You know what I mean? Because you you know I, that it, yeah. there's an algorithm that's piecing hey, together Issa words. Right here. I lent my voice to your Google assistant, so you can hear me do things like answer your questions, brief you on the weather, and tell jokes while the regular assistant voice. It, but it's it's eighty five percent there. I would say. Okay, so where like, did you find like, this? Sorry, um, <laughs> assist, uh, I just I just went to settings and then did search for assistant, and it was like the first search result. Ah, assistant voice and speech output. It's under, it's under Google Assistant for settings. Okay, languages or assistant. So assistant voice. Let me change the language. Did you change it to British English? No, I changed it to. Let's see. So this is the one. Here are the voices you can pick for your Google Assistant. That's if my, you like this voice and want one. me to keep using it, just stop here. Let's see. Here are the voices you can pick for your Google Assistant. If you like this voice yeah. and want me to keep using it, just stop here. Wow. Who's Mr. Green? Here are the voices you can pick for your Google Assistant. Ooh. If you like this voice and want me to keep using that's it, that's the voice that I here. use. That's cyan. That's, that, is, that is cyan. Yeah. That's the voice that here I. Are the okay. Voices you can pick for your Google Assistant. So I, I just realized there are. Oh, I might. I might just stop here. 
Yeah, I might have actually. Here are the voices you can pick for your Google Assistant. There you go. If you like this voice and want me to keep using it, just stop here. Yeah, that's British Racing Green. So let's okay. let's do a. No, By the way, there is no Romanian. I was, I think, I was thinking of something else. Um, so FYI. let's. We're we're going to impose upon our our friend uh, and hardworking editor Jim. I, I just had this impulse to do this so that uh, Jim. Uh, please, like, make, mute the uh, the assistant activation because I'm going to I'm going to switch between those two voices, and we can see if you agree with me that there's something a little bit more sprightly about mm-hmm. the American voice that I had used before. Okay, so uh, here we go. Right now in Boston, it's 69 with fog. The forecast tonight is around 70 and cloudy. Thank you. Okay, I guess it, on the phone it does do the same thing. Okay, so now let's go back and let's go for Midwestern hot dish, like <laughs> casserole. I'm talking. I'm talking about casserole. There you go. Hey, it, these, here are the voices okay. you can pick for your. No. Currently in Boston, it's 69 with fog. The forecast tonight is around 70 and cloudy. Thank you. Okay. Well, I love that voice. That voice is the is the voice that's been in our family for a few years now. Yes. Cyan has been a great addition to that's, the family. So and this, and this is just I don't think I've even actually ever chosen it. It was just like the one that was this is this is red. Um and so, I don't, so maybe it could be that just red is so familiar to me at this point. And you do it, it is possible to I know it if if the engineers behind the assistant or any other voice assistant are doing their jobs well, you do tend to anthropomorphize this technology that I don't I don't give a name to this assistant. I don't like have an image in my mind of what this assistant looks like, but nonetheless, it's like if it's someone else it's sort of like when you order coffee from the same kiosk near the subway every single day and are, are helped by the exact same person. And then suddenly it's a different person. Mm-hmm. It's like, this what is different. It's like, it's you're, you're suddenly like stopped and going, why is there a different person? Do mm-hmm. I? Okay. Mm-hmm. Are they looking at me or do they just, okay. Well, that was an interesting experiment. And now I want to try, there's like English Canadian, there's English, uh, in the Philippines, like I'm very, I don't know. I think I'm, I'm really curious. the next the next thing for them to do is to uh, try for regional country accents. I agree. I agree. Because if you if you grew up in New England and you're just used to hearing that accent, or if you just there's just something about uh, something about like a uh, like a, a main accent that has you've always liked. Because it's that's the other way to get that sort of emotional connection. Like if you if you if if your best friends like mom, the one who like like was whereas your mom was good at cooking, your friend's (laughs) mom was more like more of a baker. So every time you came over, she you'd say, "Oh, I I just got some butterscotch ripple cookies for you. Why don't you get some for you? You can sit down and get your nice little snacks. Would you like some snickerdoodles?" And like, yay, cookies. Thank you for telling me what the weather is and that there's traffic and that I should have left a half hour ago. But still, you're the snickerdoodles lady. Yay. Uh, Life is slightly less of a crushing disappointment. I 
I feel that way when the assistant accepts that I said thank you for something or, you know, sometimes I will be arguing <laughs> with my husband or something <laughs> and it will trigger the assistant and then it will hear that we are arguing and it will say something like it has said something before where it was like, I'm sorry, I can't. I can't be in the middle of this or something akin to that, which I thought was pretty funny. Um, it definitely oh diffused. God, that, was, that would be such a clever feature. That's that's exactly the sort of thing that it I does would, it. It, that's a, it. It that's does a feature it, that like, I would do without telling any of my bosses. That not it even comes like, in and it and it hears that like there's commotion and then it's like it's like processing that commotion and then here's what I said I should say because no no, no it, not you know. not even that it would be like if it just if. If it just hears, like, just it recognizes, just like a, not the content, but just that, just like it can recognize a crying baby, a barking dog, a, a, a fire That's alarm. Right. It just recognizes lots of. If it, I would program it to just simply have it. Okay, at the, when you if this goes on for more than a minute, uh, tell act like you've just been asked like what the weather is. Said so the weather in Boston is seventy one degrees, and it would be a lot like like if 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 like. Uh, two adults are arguing and suddenly they notice there's like a little kid like standing in the doorway where it's like it just defu- takes the temperature out of the situation saying, oh, <laughs> we, we, we we can't be arguing in front of the smart assistant. <laughs> isn't this can't, can't we just sit down and not raise our voices? You know what? I think you're right. OK, I just want to end this with saying this, that after moving into the new house, now that we have a garage, that's um my husband and I have been having our conversations out there just because <laughs> it gets, you know, there, my, my house is bugged. I, <laughs> I willingly bugged my house and I look, I know what, what happens with the data that I agreed to send off to HQ. So I'd rather <laughs> keep my conversations with my husband about, you know, finances, how we're going to raise our kids, stuff like that. I'd rather keep that kind of, you know, silent. So we go to the garage that's ex- that's exactly what Robert De Niro uh, and Joe Pesci used to do in the movie Casino. Mm, yes, when when his wife garage. started cheating on him and was like trying to pressure uh, Joe Pesci to like have him whacked, and they needed to discuss the situation. You should. <laughs> so no, I'm thinking about the scene. I'm thinking about the scene. Um, I, I, the I especially like it because. As much tr- trouble as Joe Pesci and Rob De Niro have been having, like at that part of the story, he knows that he just. I'm just going to quietly sneak up, like in the back, the back porch, like wrap my pinky ring very, very lightly against the glass. Tap, tap, tap. And he looks up, De Niro, and then just goes, and then just simply like points to the garage, and they. <laughs> anyway, see, just again, <laughs> they they were mortal enemies by the end, but they were there was still a bond between them, a, a sacred bond. <sighs> well, speaking of bonding, uh, before we go to our first break, we just want to let you know that we are having the Relay FM podcastathon. I will be participating in it uh, as part of team material. And it's happening, I believe, September 18th. September 18th. So mark your calendars. Mark your calendars for September 18th. There is some fun stuff that will be happening that day. <laughs> and it's not and it's not gonna be like one of those like dance a thons from the 20s where like people drop dead from dehydration or, or dancing the recent dancing with the stars where they uh contracted Carol Baskin of Tiger King fame. It's this is 2020 is getting it's terrible and it's also weird. Yeah. That's 
Hey, know. you're a star because there's a rumor about you that you killed your hu- that you fed your husband to a tiger. Well, see, that's that uh, we should we should go to break, but that's, 2020 in a nutshell. That's, that's all I want to say. Well, not, that's, not just that, but that that sort of thing always fascinates me. Like, remember at uh, God, was it was it one of the 2016 like presidential debate town halls or something? There was a guy where where they had lined the town. The format of the town hall was that they'd handpicked like eight people yeah. to read a pre-approved questions, and there was this one like kind of charming looking stocking middle stocky middle-aged guy in the like one a red with sweater in a mm-hmm, red sweater mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. maybe they he should have gone one size up he said speaking as someone who often like orders things a little bit too small because he forgets that he's no longer like 28 years old or even 38 years old but and then <laughs> let's see it's like okay so you had it was it had a fun little adventure but now when like the comedy when like the late night comedian like wants you to like come on the show and oh definitely wear the same sweater it's like oh really <laughs> i mean you can it's it's like you can you can end this by saying oh well i was briefly like internet famous for about 10 minutes in which i didn't i didn't humiliate myself or anything people just thought it was amusing that i was wearing this bright red shirt but it's like, okay, so tomorrow I go on Ellen. Uh, the next day I'm doing like a live remote from the NBA finals for uh, for Jimmy Kimmel. And I, again, if you if you want to have an adventure and go, that's perfectly fine. I'm just saying that there's a certain cost to one's dignity. Yeah. And Dancing with the Stars is definitely on that list. It's no, I'm saying that it's, it's no The Masked Singer. Where the mass singer, I think, I think that that's probably one of the few like reality competitions of this kind where you can participate in this with your mm-hmm. dignity one hundred percent intact. Because, and I've, I, I recognize this right away. It's brilliant because the nature of like being a musician, being a singer, is that uh, even if you're even if you're lucky enough to have that one big hit or to have those five incredible years. It's gonna. It's unless you're the Beatles. It's gonna end after five years. After which you're no <laughs> meaning meaning where you're like on every single magazine, every single conversation. But then you can still have decades of tremendous success as a performer, but not necessarily being being in front of a million people on TV every night. And these are the people that. You find, oh wow! I that's that's right. She had that she she had that wonderful song like uh, uh, fifteen years ago that I really really loved, and she's still an amazing singer. And I've been looking forward to to listening to her every single week without knowing her name. Hey, that's wonderful. And as opposed to now, you realize that it's not as though we saw you uh, stumble through responses to uh, the insane person who was trying to have you killed and intimations that you had your husband killed. It's not as though when you were talking, we thought, damn, there's a natural grace and style to that live form that only if we if if someone were to only like give her dance lessons and give her a national platform, she could be one of one of America's most wonderful dancers. It was hi, I'm the booking coordinator for the freak show. Doesn't matter which one. Uh, here's the we'll get you fifteen thousand dollars per episode and a bonus of twenty thousand dollars if you make it to the final four. Are you in or out? And on that note, because that sounds good to me, we're going to go to a break. We'll go to a break. Well, things are imminent. And I'm (laughs) sorry. I know that I made people really, really tense by in 2020, suggesting that something was imminent. Uh, In this case, it's not necessarily a bad or worse piece of news. It is a made by Google hardware event. 
And we have a couple of tip-offs that one is imminent uh, because the we're expecting the second wave of Pixel phones and we're expecting a, a new like Google TV, Android TV, Chromecast sort of thing. We know Which has that's apparently already work. leaked so yeah, much. And, and the reason why we know that they're that already had already had heavy, heavy leaks. And now it looks like we've got signs that both of those are like at the starting gate. And so we're look we're thinking maybe September 30th, but let's get into details here. Uh, so uh, Google already had said that when they uh, released the 4A, there's going to be a 4A 5G model and a Pixel 5. Both of those phones recently passed FCC certification, uh, and so that's got to be coming quite soon. The uh, Rumors aren't quite so blown wide open on both of these things, but uh, Pixel Five. For those of you who are who have been tempted to get the four A nothing, which I bought uh, the first day that it became active uh, for three hundred and fifty dollars, mm-hmm. and but have, don't know if it's going to be worth waiting for the Pixel Five or the four A five G. The Pixel Five supposedly going to have eight gigabytes of RAM compared to the six gigs in the four A. Uh, a 4,000 milliamp hour battery, which is going to be about 10% or maybe mm-hmm. about 15% larger mm-hmm. than the one in the 4A. Note, however, that uh, with its 5G radio, it's going to be drawing down a lot more power. Uh, a 90, 90 hertz uh, screen, uh, six inches is going to be smaller than the uh, one in the 4A, but higher refresh rate. So it's going to feel a lot mm. smoother than the 60 hertz display that's in the 4A. Uh, and uh, there won't be a th- a headphone jack as there is on the 4a the thing that uh, also i don't think there are any rumors about the pricing on the pixel 5 uh, but one would expect it not to yet. be yeah not yet um i, I what are you thinking 600 700 it can't be as high as the four because that and it can't be as high as a samsung phone because yeah. from well, the specs that are <laughs> As, well, some, yeah. As some Samsung phones, we had the they had, Samsung had another unpacked event in which we found out that the most expensive folding phone now is what twenty three hundred dollars, mm-hmm, depending mm-hmm. on configuration. So yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. I hope that it's around six seven hundred. I hope it's not too expensive. I really still think that. Ugh, I don't know. Uh, it's. I do know. I have a lot of stuff going through my head about this stuff. It's just that. <laughs> Like trying to pinpoint exactly, um, you know, exactly which route I want to take, which is what is this year going to give us for the future in terms of tech launches, in terms of phone launches? I'm just, you know, I'm looking forward yeah. to the distraction in this, I think, Absolutely. is first time in a while that I felt like this was an ample distraction. Um because I'm not juggling, you know, everything else in terms of coverage, but I'm also just thinking with the foldable phones that we've had announced, the foldable devices, I should say, and uh, and the rumored foldables, or not foldable, but the rumored configurable screens that are coming out, you know. Yeah, it could it could be next year could be pretty big if they bring those prices down a bit this is see this is why i wasn't uh, when i uh, i pulled the trigger on the 5a largely excuse me the 4a because of the price because of the specs which were all completely in line with what i wanted also uh, there was i couldn't uh, there's there were no rumors about the pixel 5 that made me think that it was going to be anything special I don't need. Mm. I don't feel as though I'm gonna. Anybody who uses a phone the way that I do is gonna need 5G 
for at least another couple of years before it be, before the sort of apps and services and, yeah. that really take advantage of it and the pricing plans that make it sort of affordable become anything. I thought that also I I reiterate that I think that this is going to be more of a rebuilding year for the Pixel phone exactly. line. Exactly. And so I, that's that which is why I'm wondering like what is the point of this? Because if they're going to be rebuilding, I actually don't think that maybe I don't I guess they well, should have they should well, have a flagship. Yeah. They should. They, they it's there's it would almost seem they would almost have to have a good explanation for why they didn't have a new edition of a flagship phone. There is nobody taking the taking a year off from this sort of thing whether they've got something that's yeah. really hot or not. And and to be fair, I'm nobody the the, the usual uh, buying path for somebody buying a new phone is my phone sucks because I dropped it or the screen's broken or because of whatever. I'm going to go into the store within a week of when I've broken it and it becomes useful, useless anymore and buy whatever seems to make the most sense to me at that time. Very few people are thinking, I feel as though this is going to be a rebuilding year for the Pixel hardware platform. <laughs> uh, and also what with the transitions that Apple is making, I feel as though this will be a good year to spend uh, a year or maybe two with a modestly priced phone uh, with the knowledge that the if I'm going to spend the full thousand dollars, it's going to be better spent perhaps in 2021 or even, dare I say, 2022. And that's just my feeling. <laughs> I'm I'm a little bit I'm a little bit more concerned about the 4A 5G. Again, I don't care yeah. about 5G, uh, but it's 500 bucks, which is $150 more than than the uh, 4A, of course, but still within realm of if I'm thinking I want to spend budget money for a phone, that's closer to budget money than six or $700. But this is the, I think it was 95 Google that had sort of a parenthetical roundup of what people are saying about it mm-hmm. that might have. And they're suggest that's the first time I've seen a suggestion that it might have an ultra wide lens in addition to like the standard uh, standard lens, and that for me might have been worth another hundred and fifty bucks because every time I have t- the additional lens, yeah, because and uh, I I don't necessarily need telephoto, but the times where uh, I, I'm out testing like the iPhone eleven. The number of fun shots you can get with an ultra wide, whether it's just I want to get everybody that's sitting at the table in the shot, or uh, I've my train doesn't leave for another forty minutes. Here's a really cool statue, and I'm going to have this really distorted sort of perspective where the statue is like wrapping around the sides of the image, and this skyscraper is this little pinpoint in the back. I just had enough fun with it that. I would have if if both of these phones had been announced at the exact same time, the 4A 5G and the 4A, I would have been sorely tempted to spring a little bit more money if the 5G had an ultra wide. Um, everything that I had heard before this was that it was essentially the same the, the same phone, but with accommodations for uh, everything that they have to put into the thing to make it work with uh, with 5G. Uh, such as you know, uh, uh, essentially a little bit of faster processor, but that's because the the five G radio was built into it. So a little little bit faster, a uh, little bit bigger battery, but okay. So we'll we'll see what. So if you the bottom line is that if you've been holding off on a final decision on an Android phone to buy, hopefully you will you will you will be cut loose from your torment sometime soon. Apple, it looks like, is going to be having their own iPhone event next week on uh, September 8th. 
That's, oh, really? That's Whoa. a rumor, but it's rumors from a source that is pr- uh, traditionally really, really good at uh, spoiling when an Apple event will be held. Not necessarily what's going to be announced there, but this source is usually really, really good when he says that when he says confidently that uh, a date is going to has been set for the for an Apple event. Uh, so maybe Google will have it the week after if it has the same information that somebody else has. It's it's just hard to say. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I just feel like everything is out the door on out the door at the window. Whatever. Listen, I've <laughs> yeah. also lost grasp of metaphors apparently, which you all know is my favorite <laughs> way of like explaining things. So we know that Flow is not operating completely here today. Uh, but seriously, it's you know. I, these events, I'm treating them as distractions at this point. And then at the end of the year, I kind of want to take a look and see like what's selling during the holiday season. I feel like this holiday season is still going to be strong because even though people will be stuck at home still, um, I have a feeling a lot of people will also be attempting to buy their happiness. <laughs> and so <laughs> the Christmas tree will be flush with presents. Um, you know, uh, Jewish kids will get three presents a night instead of the standard one. Like I'm just, I'm expecting this to be a very fruitful Christmas for everybody. And, um, it, and I kind of want to see what that's going to mean for the tech that sells. And also, by the way, there's no CES to follow this year. Yep. So, it's yeah, it's this weird it's weird yep, to talk about this stuff in the midst of everything being so uncertain because I want to have some sort of like pundit take, but the only take I have is wait and see cuz then I know I'm going to have a lot to say. <laughs> yep. You know. <laughs> yeah, this is this is why it's uh I get I get kind of bored talking about rumors particularly Same. when they're so far in, in advance <laughs> when <laughs> like when you're when in March, we're saying Google may or may not be releasing a phone that might have eight gigabytes of memory, but might not have. It's more it's it's more interesting when we are this close to it, and there are so many options on the table. And you're right; it's it's hard to predict where things are going to go. It's it's fun uh, to to imagine. That, all of these uh, tech companies thinking about this as a big as a big weight off their shoulders where <laughs> normally they have they have to really stick a flag in the sand about this is the date we're going to be announcing this thing because that's as soon as we announce this date everybody's going to be flying in we've got the auditorium booked we've got like everybody's scheduled clear to do uh, to do like briefings and uh, to traffic manage people whereas now it really could be <sighs> <laughs> when's when's the final build of the software going to be ready like uh thursday thursday morning or thursday afternoon <laughs> uh probably the mo- no probably after uh, we'll probably have it ready by two okay so book the conference room with a good natural lighting for three and that's when we'll do the announcement and <laughs> and maybe powder your face <laughs> yes <laughs> Oh my gosh! Well, what other? I mean, what else well, has so got the, us going? So the other, the other inter- and this is this is a, 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 an item of personal interest. There's been a rumor for a long time that uh, Google is working on a. I don't know if you'd call it a new version of the Chromecast because it is a TV dongle, something you plug directly, like a something like a uh, that looks and is shaped as pleasantly as a 
piece of uh, complimentary soap in a hotel bathroom uh, but plugs into your HDMI port and uh, gets power off of USB-C. Um, and so, but the thing is, it's the rumor is that this, this device is going to be more like an Android TV sort of device, not just a, a Chromecast receiver. Uh, so one of the rumors Thumbs is up. that, yep. So, uh, <laughs> the, uh, rumors are, uh, that I'm sorry, let me back up a sec that, uh, the reason why we're talking about it now is that a lot of this had leaked before in the form of, uh, as usual, application uh, app kit binaries that have been torn apart, looking for mentions of new devices, also uh, marketing and promotional materials, some of which had been like prepackaged inside releases of uh, of uh, operating systems. So we know kind of what it looks like. We know at least what kind of messaging that Google wants to send about it. What we didn't know is pricing or when it's going to ship. But now uh, the classic uh, fumble leak. Uh, from uh, store websites, uh, Home Depot and Target and Walmart's websites briefly listed them for sale on their uh, on their websites as as uh, being released on September 30th at a retail price of uh, well, Home Depot had them for 49 bucks. The rest of them had them listed at 59 bucks. Either mm, way, that would be disparity. Well, I mean, it would be expensive for a Chromecast. It might be okay for uh, an Android TV device, but then we get into like the Interesting rumors. Oh, by the way, according to the uh, ads, uh, available in Rock Candy, Como Blue, and Summer Melon. I like that. Summer Melon. I like that. I like a Summer Melon. That's that's the vibe I'm actually in lately. Summer Melon. Mm. Um, I I will say, sorry. I was just going to say, I'm very much in favor of... uh, uh, co- I, I, there, there must be like a, a co-marketing with uh, with a, a bath bomb company with with Rush or something, uh, because that's <laughs> at the end of a long, long day. You know, all I want is to just pour myself a glass of white wine, light a scented candle and just fill my bath with Como Blue. Let the, fizzy, let the fizziness <laughs> and the aromatics <laughs> bubble away my troubles. I had to go back and read the notes, by the way, because I thought you were saying Quobo Blue. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, why would they name a color after Cuomo? Especially Well, Cuomo is in New York. That is that is a blue state. Fair. Um, anyway, I'm excited about this little thing. Uh I am. The the features that are described uh to be implemented by it, you know, we need more choice in the android tv world and you know i want to know though where's the remote (laughs) yeah so the so we have a pretty good list of what's supposed to be able to do uh again based on these teardowns before of of binaries before of that it's going to have a more content focused tv interface uh to the even to the extent that android tv is going to be rebranded as google tv uh, it's going to have better assistant and nest integration so that if there's a, if your doorbell rings, there will be like a little like translucent pop up window, like in whatever you're watching. So you can see like the wildly Someone wide the ankle distorted door. face mm-hmm. of whatever dog has been scratching at your door to be let back in. Uh, so, I mean, but Get a I doggy don't know. door. Yes. <laughs> Um, the chipset that uh, the hardware that's uh, that's in there just based on the chipset supports 4K at 60 frames per second and HDR. So it would be certainly 
okay for gaming, certainly okay for Stadia for whoever is still into Stadia, uh, and for but, but basically whatever else you want to want to actually stream. Nice remote that maybe has a shortcut button. It's kind of referenced in the software, but they and the picture that's provided inside the in, the in app bundle has like a, a circle with a star in it, as opposed to a dedicated Netflix button that always launches Netflix when I'm in the middle of like watching YouTube in bed and I roll over on top of the remote and suddenly I'm looking at a promo for something I have no interest in. Yes, I can complain about that. It's I'm I'm keen yeah, to take a look at it. It's because you're right. It's uh I, I I love my NVIDIA shield in the living room, which is really like a show off. T- yeah, it's it's well but it's beautiful. It's I know everybody has an NVIDIA shield except me. I'm just jealous because yeah, I just don't but, well, see, and have okay, time. And then, I don't have the ability right now to to. That's not a priority in the. Of course, of course. Things to buy list. Uh, oh, I just really want one, and who yeah. knows? Maybe Santa I mean, this, will bring me one this year. We'll see. <laughs> well, and, th- and this might be a flex, but it's. I've been the new version. Of the Nvidia Shield is like builds upon everything that's already great about it, and adds things like really, really good 4K upscaling. And we're seeing a lot. Uh, I don't know if you watched the Nvidia. Uh, uh, graphics cards event from uh, yesterday but it, it's it, they put on a hell of a magic show but it really it, it's you kind of look like a, a after having seen what can be done with the new this new version of the nvidia shield that was released earlier i think late last year where it will just take an ordinary like hd source and upscales it to hd really uh, excuse me to 4k really really well so well that you would actually like leave it on and not why is this? Why is my t- my video look so crappy? Oh, that's right. I got that stupid fake 4K turned on. Damn it! Turn it off. And uh, it's, so they've they've added. It's it's a technology that they've been working on for their graphics cards. Uh, and part of it is uh, how they're doing a lot of this gaming ray tracing that they're doing because they're doing it by how do you do real time ray tracing so you can actually ray trace in games? Right. Well, right. you don't actually do 4K ray tracing. You do a lower resolution ray trace and then use the super, super fast mechanism to upscale Wait a minute, it to 4K. So they took the thing that they did because the ray tracing I had, I had tested that in some of their graphics cards last summer when I was doing that gaming laptop roundup. So you're telling me that they took that and they applied it to the NVIDIA shield for rendering an Android TV. They, they, it looks like they had some sort of uh, common digital ancestor to them because they, they had this really cool demo of uh, yesterday about how they're doing ray tracing. They show you here is here is the scene with the 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 pixels that we actually rendered through ray tracing, and here it is filled in because we just are using tricks to figure out what without ray tracing the the gaps between these two, what logically should go between mm-hmm. these dots. And so it's got me more I, I've in the back of my mind. I know, I know, I know, I know. I probably I've, I have a perfectly good NVIDIA shield and a good TV in the living room. But I also have a bedroom TV. And yeah. if I bought and if I bought the 2000, the 2019 version with all the cool new features, I could put that in the TV with a really good TV and move the old NVIDIA shield into the bedroom where I only have like a me box which works great. I have absolutely zero complaints about it. It's working fine. So between now and whenever my next, like, get paid for PayPal or something, I need to find a way to spill some water or Diet Coke or something on the me box. So I can say, oh, oh, that's a shame. 
So you're not but, interested in whatever this dongle is. Well, see, I'm, I my my mind is open to what I'm saying is that my, the pump is already primed to replace a Mi box that's working perfectly fine and that I'm perfectly happy with. So if they I were just, to present an experience that's uh, that's a, an upgrade over what the Mi box can provide for 49 bucks, I would be very very attentive. That's I've been holding off on the what 179 dollar purchase of the of the new Nvidia Shield because that's to me 49 bucks is real money to me too. Anything that's yeah. above the in principle anything that's above the cost of a burrito. That's something where I'm not allowed to impulse buy that thing. I will buy. I will buy like a as soon as the show is over. If I see a, yeah. a, a secondhand version of Rollerball, the 1970s version on Blu-ray for less than the price of a burrito, I will not even think twice about it. But if it is twelve dollars, I'll say, okay, let's just bookmark this for later next week. If we still think that we want it, we'll think about it mm-hmm. after. But yeah, for forty nine or fifty nine bucks, that's we- that's well inside the the butter zone. For what these streaming sticks are doing are, are costing, uh, it's still a lot cheaper than an Apple TV box. Uh, it's and I'm, I'm just keen to see what they might have done to upgrade the basic Android TV experience. It's it's mm-hmm. good, but it's still very mid twenty teens. Yes, I'm complaining about a five year old interfacing. It just it looks so Obama administration. Am I right? Yes. The way you scroll up and down, it has a black background. Yes. Come on. Yes. Especially, yes. Yes. Hey, listen, this is just stuff that we have to look forward to. So I guess <laughs> it is imminent that we should have some sort of event Yes. on the so, horizon. Perhaps uh, an event horizon. And, well, see, uh, the, well, the other thing the other thing we can do is that, <laughs> like, I can say that, gee, if I were attending this event, that would have cost me, what, like $500 in airfare, another $400 in hotel, another $200 in incidentals. It's yeah, like I, I know, got $1,000 I... free that I could be spending on all this hardware. I know, but I, yeah, but the whole point what? is to see people in person. Exactly. Which is and... what we'd really love to do right now, but we can't. Yes, yes, well, for... That that would be a value add. I'm not going to make a joke at that point. It's, mm. It would be a value add. <sighs> well, good news, people of Mountain View. Google is building a community of tomorrow, a community of freedom, a community of expression and love. Why does this Actually, feel like Tomorrowland? Are we supposed to go around in a circle while we watch a, dia- a living uh, diorama of the president's? There will, there will be. It is is uh, it is uh, it is uh, sponsored by Morton Thiokol. <laughs> think think about using some. If you could consider after after enjoying this musical presidential extravaganza, if you could think about buying some of our industrial solvents. Uh, <laughs> no, so uh, Google. You'll remember last year, uh, Sundar Pichai made an announcement that uh, they're that the company is going to be committing Alphabet a one billion dollar fund for adding new housing to the Mountain View area, uh, the, yeah. you know, the Silicon Valley, uh, and a commitment to make, to create uh, as many as 20,000, or I think, actually, I think as uh, at least 20,000 new units of housing uh, because there is a super, super, super housing crunch that's been exacerbated, if not fanned the flames of by uh, <laughs> all these huge companies that are bringing, hiring people for lots of money and driving people who, are not working for Google or Apple or Facebook completely out of the out of the housing market, and so it's certainly a good being a good neighbor to to try to ameliorate that somehow. Uh, so there is the 
the uh, Mountain View Voice was reporting on this because uh, Google uh, made their plans known to the town board of commissioners or whatever mm-hmm. uh, that they've uh, they submitted the plan, which includes uh, more than a million square feet of office space and up to one thousand eight hundred and fifty new homes, which will be a combination of condos and re- and rental units. I don't know if the I read the article. I don't know if it mentioned if how many of these would be set aside for low cost housings. I think that would be just as important as the number right. of uh, with uh, uh, purchasers versus versus renters. Um, the typical Middlefield Park, which is a property that Google already owns, mm-hmm. however, uh, previously they couldn't really do much with it uh, outside from uh, turning into office space as they were originally planning. Uh, it covers 40 acres near a right uh, light rail station. Uh, it was mm-hmm. rezoned by the community last year to allow for housing and also taller buildings, which makes this sort of thing fe- feasible. One thing that did catch my eye is that 12 acres of these 40 uh, are going to become parks and open space, uh, and not just open space for people who work for Google, but open to the public. This was as there, there was a there was a uh, there was a, a tough time uh, to in like being in uh, someone who's writing about Apple and being on Apple podcasts when uh, when Apple was building their like their their spaceship campus and like this is this was Steve Jobs' last great product their amazing <laughs> architectural vision of this Sorry. huge ring yes. with curved glass. And oh, and they're going to be big to honor its heritage. They're they're planting tree orchards of of apricots and and I couldn't help but <laughs> where I was the person on the panel who was like nodding as everybody's like sort of oh beautiful how Steve Jobs like yeah I'm thinking yeah it is Steve Jobs his idea was let's let's build like this huge ringed fortress and nobody <laughs> nobody can nobody in the community can use any of these improvements because these are exclusively for apple people oh and by the way even if you just want to drive past we're not going to be providing you with this beautiful with a beautiful signature piece of architecture that will beautify people's commutes you get to see the outside of the parking garage we're making all the beautiful stuff so i'm at least pleased to see that if they're making part if they're making or adding on to existing parkland they're doing in such a way that again anybody can get off at this state at this stop and do grocery shopping hopefully it's, well, i was gonna say hopefully it's not gonna be a whole foods but given who owns whole foods i think that's pretty much a guarantee it's not going to be an amazon owned supermarket uh but yeah this is this is an important thing they, this is part of the problems that these huge corporations are creating particularly in the in that area that I, even people who work there, I, I I know lots of people who have taken jobs like at Apple, and they're for the first year and a half of their employment, their Instagrams are full. Like every every two and a half, every like thirty days, there's another pic selfie of them inside a car with all of their stuff because they're moving from one temporary place to another temporary place because they still can't find a place to live. Um, as a matter of fact, the so the primary objective. Uh, of the program, according to Google real estate director Michael Turnoff, Timoff, is to construct at least 1,675 new homes for the area. Uh, he said that the transit-oriented development will be led by the housing component, marking the company's first chance to deliver residential development at scale in the city. Quote, we really see it as taking another step forward forward with our housing commitment. Uh, the other Now, the other thing that kind of flagged this for me was now, the last time that I've I can recall thinking about Google in a news story about like building a community was a really controversial deal they made with the city of Tor- Toronto to totally renovate this sort of like 
never done anything with huge tract of land uh, on the water on the waterfront of Toronto. Uh, so they've made this big plans to create a planned community called Quayside, and it's going to have, and we're going to have be all the benches are going to have Wi-Fi, and all the street lamps are going to be are going to be like multi-touch, and you can create you know all these like pie in the sky ideas, and, and the and cameras will like monitor everybody's safety and also uh, keep track of like how resources need to be implemented where and it kind of, it was meeting lots of they they did reach the reach a an agreement with the city in 2017 but there's so many problems involved in it uh, uh earlier this year uh in may march or may of 2020 they finally announced that uh, quayside was being abandoned before it really got started uh, google uh, excuse me alphabet uh or rather i'm sorry the sidewalk sidewalk labs which is the alphabet's company that does like city design uh, blamed the toronto economy and the world economy but it was just turning out to be way more complicated and way more sticky than I'm sure anybody had predicted this is not going to be one of those things. Google is just like writing the checks. They're subcontracting all the design out to a regular contractor. They're just going to be like a homeowner with a plot of land <laughs> hiring people to like design the streets and design where the parks are going to be and that sort of thing. So you mean in, va- that's in Mountain good View? News. I'm, I'm sure the Wi-Fi will be great in that area. And I'm sure that you will want to make sure you shave and put on makeup because there will probably be cameras in the neighborhood as well. But it's not going to be a planned community. So I just dropped a link for you in this in our little shared Slack window uh, when we're doing the show. And I kind of did, you know, I did a really quick little Google search for this particular news, which just, yes, I totally get the the whole scene of me Googling about Google building housing is anyway. Um, but this came out uh, back in July. They were talking about where Google will be allocating its money for affordable housing projects. So they've committed $115 million to fund the creation of 24,000 affordable units by 2029. And they're using a modular housing, uh, a modular construction company called Factory OS to build these things. And Sounds um, real cozy and homey. Yeah. The other thing is they're not just doing it in Mountain View. This has also been pledged in two or in one in a, two other in San Jose County and in Alameda County. So two suburbs within those two counties uh, where they probably have a lot of workers. And of course, this article also mentions um, Facebook's pledge and Apple's pledge. And so it's been very it's been very quiet about this news, I think, because I'm. Um, you know, we're so distracted with everything else going on right now. But this is something that I'm going to really watch as a person who lives here because um, it's a little scary to see so much investment in housing from the tech giants that have kind of already taken over the region with employees. Um, This, it just feels like a, a placation sort of thing to kind of Make everybody say, look, we're doing things for the community. Uh, I really want to see what the viability of these modular homes are going to be like. I'm really curious to see. We've got nine years for this to implement. So I'm really curious to see what's going to be the output of this. And I'm a little worried that it's going to have some negative impact anyway on the local population. Um, It's also really frustrating just thinking when i saw that you put this on the show notes i immediately 
recalled the faces of people throughout my life in the last 15 years who have tried to find housing in Mountain View or in Silicon Valley because they were trying to get a job down there and they just absolutely could not. Most of them ended up moving in with like six other roommates because it's it was like the only thing you could do is rent a house with a bunch of people you don't know to be able to afford to live there. And um, it's just frustrating, I guess, to just have this big company, tech company come in and swoop in and like save the day, you know, it's, I, yeah, I'm ha- I like the idea of new parklets and like a new park or near the Deer Dawn Caltrain station, but like <laughs> people are living in vans on the side of the freeway in the Bay Area and people keep complaining about it and it's like, but there's nowhere to live yeah. or jobs. <laughs> it feels, it feels like, uh, the organization that caused this problem is Google. Mm-hmm. Let's, mm-hmm. let's let's say within Mountain View. Let's say I'm, it's a much bigger problem than that, but just for simplification. Yeah. And so, um, it would seem it would be more satisfying if Google's and and now the what 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 what's problematic for me is that and now the community that needs these units is now also dependent upon Google to provide the housing that they need. As opposed to the city approaching Google as an equal partner and saying, well, here's all this land that you're not using and that we refuse to rezone it so that you can build like the buildings, the the office buildings you want on it. If you give this property back to the county, along with this amount of money that we can use to build affordable housing uh, and the infrastructure that's going to run it, we will allow you to build your your, your 20-story buildings uh, elsewhere on other parts of this property, as opposed to, well, congratulations, now your landlord is Google. And what, I mean, how much, yeah. how, much is, how much of these rental units are going to be um, available, not only available to the general public, but also kept available to the general public? What are the chances that if somebody, uh, if a civilian <laughs> moves out, that Google is not going to just simply keep that apartment in inventory for a future employee? So it's not it, not only I really want to know about this factory OS because apparently they are um, contributing money to help the company build a second factory to double the production capacity, and like that is just screaming alarm bells in my head yeah. because I'm just thinking about something that's like rushed and put out. Also, and I actually, I, you know, I, I really do see this point um, because despite the politics that have come across on this podcast, I am very pro-job and <laughs> making yes. jobs. And um, there's a lot of complaints from local, you know, regional construction groups that are saying, why aren't you giving the work to us? Like here in the Bay Area, we, we've been here building things. We know the permits. We know the land. Why are you giving this work to some outside company to come bring it in? Um, so this is all, listen, guys, this is all screaming red lights. Like this is not, it's not the rosy picture that is trying to be painted. It's, we all need to watch it. Keep reading the news about this. I certainly will be. Um, and I'm going to be scouring the local papers for this because that's I feel like that's where the real information is coming out about it. You know, um, yeah, that's that's why this is this is this is why local journalism is so important. Yes, that there's uh, you, you need you need organizations that can be properly skeptical about this. I don't um, I don't even know if this appeared on the Google blog. 
but this is certainly not something that you would want to take Google's word for it there. You, you need to you need to know what they have to say about it, but you also need to know what the community has to say about it, such as, again, you are hiring a company from New York, you're hiring a company from Los Angeles, you are bringing in workers from, you're, 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 you, are, you are creating this project without creating any requirements that you use locally, uh, local builders, uh, and make sure that these people have proper health care and proper uh, proper work are, are treated uh, properly. Are you, or are you just simply trying to, you know, is trying to get something that you were, you wanted to make anyway, but also getting a good PR hit from it. So it's our, <sighs> it's our job to question these things. Exactly. And we hmm. appreciate you questioning them with us. <laughs> Shall we now, move on of, to the next bit? Of, yeah. yeah. Speaking of, speaking of something that did come from the Google blog, uh, back backed up by backed up by by me reading about uh, trying to follow up on this on on medical blogs, uh, but uh, interesting project. Uh, Google is now turning like general public's uh, search data uh, on COVID nineteen sim- symptoms. So if you go into anybody who goes into uh, Google and does a Google search for things like cough, fever, difficulty breathing, uh, this data is being anonymized, collected, and turned into a data set that is available to researchers uh, they call the COVID-19 search trend symptoms data set. Uh, so it uh, ag- contains a- aggregated anonymized search trends for more than 14- 400 symptoms, signs, and health conditions, uh, trends at the United States county level from the past three years. And they say here, in order to make the insights more helpful to public health, and so researchers can account for changes in searches due to seasonality. Uh, this this stuff I, I I enjoy a lot. I love the idea of uh, it's one thing to say it's it's doomed to failure to say that oh well we're going to send people from house to house to house to ask them how they're feeling today and hope that they are honest with us and hope that they don't think that there's something there's a nefarious reason and hope they don't realize that I've got a laptop that's actually also. Try also scanning their Wi-Fi network for devices so we can map out what consumer devices you're already, all this sort of stuff. Uh, that stuff doesn't doesn't work really well. What I love are the idea of there is data out there that is already being collected incidentally, and we can create, uh, perhaps from this pile of data, we can make conclusions and basically get research for free. That And it, it, that it, this is one of the flip sides of... Google and other big tech companies inadvertently creating a private public utility that because Google search is not the only search engine, but it, but it is the only search engine. When I'm, yeah, when I, I mean, when I, when I, if, if someone, if, if someone that uh, I'm, I'm living with is suddenly like, they look like they've been, they've been struggling and I'm starting to wonder for the past 45 minutes now that they're like, clammy and they're out of breath are they having a heart attack i'm not going to ask duck duck go what are the symptoms of a heart attack <laughs> i'm probably going to go to google and so when you have a map of how often are people looking for <laughs> looking for things like this and particularly i would imagine a search for symptoms followed by where is the closest critical care facility mm-hmm. this is even if you'd have no idea Apart from the county level, or maybe even this, the, the 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 town level where this person is, you certainly get an idea of here's how frequently that's happening, and here's how what that rate has been been doing in a certain community, as opposed to the same community a year ago, two years ago, or a different community at the same time. 
Um, well, in case anybody is curious, uh, I have actually turned off the COVID-19 tracking on my hmm. phone. So I have not been contributing data to this. Uh, but to my oh, this, credit, this, this has nothing to do with, with COVID tracking. This oh, is, this is this is just people who use Google search just to search for symptoms. Oh, sorry, I Fig- for figuring some reason, that, that didn't like if if in, if in, in my mind, yeah, that if if in August of if in August of 2020 uh, suddenly uh, in a certain town there is like a 10 percent or 15 percent increase of people saying I I can't I can't breathe and I've lost my sense of taste. What could possibly be the problem? That might be an indication that uh, there are more COVID infections happening. Now, this is th- this is just a data set, and I always have to remind myself. I always get excited about, oh, wouldn't it be great if you have this huge data set? Perhaps analysis can provide some insights and answers. Technology is not the magic wand. It's not the uh, it's not the fairy godmother that gives us good solutions. However, I do think that when you collect data, there could be there's a reason why you pan for gold because the gold is valuable. And panning for it is usually worth it if you actually wind up finding uh, finding the stuff. And that's why I th- I'm intrigued and interested in this kind of uh, data collection and making it available to the outside researchers, as opposed to, again, becoming the landlord to solve your own problem. It's not, and don't worry, now we're, we're, <laughs> we're using this data to create a brand new an analytical pro- product that we're going to be selling to the medical community. It's like, no, I, we have no idea what, what, what this what value there could be in this data, but we're here. Do you want these receipts? Basically free, feel free to go through our receipts and whatever data you can get out of that. Enjoy. Um, but I do agree with you about that. Uh, (laughs) Creates a, creates a need for something that is not quite public, not quite Mm. private. Well, exciting uh, news from the Democratic Republic of Congo on Monday. Locals alerted the security services that an object had fallen to earth at around 1 p.m. local time. Uh, Baswele, I'm going to mispronounce this. I'm so sorry. Governor Valentin Senga told Reuters after visiting the site, uh, which was uh, the unidentified object, uh, landed around 10 kilometers south of the provincial capital of Buta. He said, I'm not able to say exactly what kind of device I observed. He said by <laughs> phone, uh, what intrigues us is that neither the intelligence services nor the local aviation authorities claim to have any information on the overflight of Congolese airspace by this aircraft. Uh, and police had detained two people, a Congolese and a Pakistani national who had re- arrived in Bhutan with the purpose of searching for the device. It turns out this was one of the Project Loon balloons uh, that, uh, that uh, Google has been sending into the air uh, to provide uh, local internet access. And it's, 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 it's a good, it's a good cautionary tale. Now I'm not, now uh, it's, uh, I'm fearing that this story, when it gets picked up by like blogs and like weird news, they're going to be doing the, taking these like semi-racist talks about takes on it. Like, Ooh, they thought it was a flying saucer. Well, no, they thought it was a piece of, it was clearly a piece of technology that, in it, in today's times, they're concerned that somebody was flying something that had all of this hardware and all Especially these antennas. Especially in Congo, like exactly. let's think about what's happening there. Just uh, Google it, Google it yes. to learn about it. And and his, <laughs> and, his, and actually and historically, there's the there used to be the the uh, the Turner phrase that they're sending the balloons up. 
because before a battle, they would these both sides would send up observational balloons. That would be how you know that oh, if they're sending observers up in balloons, that means that they're probably planning to attack very very soon. Uh, so, but nothing oh, nothing God, like that. Yeah. But uh, so apparently uh, in July, Kenya's telecom corporation launched uh, mobile internet services via the Loon technology. It says here, I'm quoting a Reuters article: uh, flight tracking software showed the HBAL one six six balloon circling Central Africa in recent months with its last known location mm-hmm. in northern Congo. Google said claimed that they had uh, been in, they had notified the proper aviation authorities in the area of the presence of the balloon. Uh, either that is bull spit or they did not inform the correct authorities right uh, so uh, it's so what could have been like a dangerous situation especially when oh well these two foreign nationals have now come in right after we found this what could be a spying device circling the circling the area uh it's when you're it's it goes to show that it's the the technology is the easiest thing that's really, really easy to think of. What if we created uh, a, a cell site or a satellite site to create broadband? And what if we created autonomous uh, motors and navigation so it could stay in, or circle into a certain place and created aviation technology so it could stay afloat for weeks and weeks and weeks? That is not complicated. That is like engineering. You can do that. The difficult thing is realizing that here is the people who are might have to interact with that thing have a right to know about these things lest they are forced to like send use resources to figure out what the hell this thing is um i'm consider I, I, international relations just consider the things that have happened in the last hundred years, right. you know, but but also um, it's 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 about it's about treating governments and organizations and people with respect, with respect. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. That's what I mean by considerate. I mean, if you are doing something, you know, it's, sure, it's probably helpful. It's probably, you know, you have some sort of good reason for doing it, but there really needs to be a little more, you know, this, we we say this is such a like minor problem in in essence, but it really is just a byproduct of, I think, how Silicon Valley as a whole tends to operate. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, Move but fast, this, break things. Woo. Yeah, but break I really me. did like, but I really did like this story with the whole UFO situation because it just makes me think of all the unsolved mysteries I've watched, all the UFO <laughs> like conspiracy videos that I've I've seen on YouTube and and on cable TV when I was a youngin because they used to just show that stuff. They used to just show it on the TV. Um, it makes me think. If that was just some, I mean, that was probably just some test project that nobody was told about. And here we go, Project Loon littering the airways. <laughs> yeah, see, this is this is you know, this, these are arguments that I've had with people usually on the internet before before I was smart enough to realize that I don't have to argue with these people; they're idiots. Why am I wasting right. my time? Just on? go take a but, nap. But like, you do realize that the word unidentified means that we don't know what it is because we don't have enough yeah. data. It doesn't mean flying. that if it's identi- if it's ident- unidentified, it that means it's a UFO. No, uh, excuse me, that that means it's an alien spacecraft. N- no, again, it means if if we had enough data to demonstrate unless that it was you thought a of the word alien in the same way that it is used in immigration purposes, which is that it is something that is not you know local or regional. It is some you know what I mean. Okay, I'm being too pedantic. <laughs> an, inc- an, inc- an incursion of some kind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Oh boy, this was a uh, this was an interesting week. This is an interesting yeah. week of news. Um, and by the way, I had completely earlier we talked about the Nvidia event. I realized I completely missed that event because I was so tired from getting up to tune in for, to the Samsung event because it was <laughs> seven a.m. my time. So yeah, well, again, at least i i would much i would much rather with with all of these events i'd much rather have to like be awake at 6 30 in the morning but be able to stay in bed oh 100 than, than the times where it's like uh, going to a samsung event at 10 a.m and like uh, and I'm, do you know I'm how many a, not, times i'm not just in bed all... I'm, in a, I'm in a hotel bed you know yeah it's got these one of those big king size mattresses that's a lot better a lot less lumpy than my own i've been dying to get a hotel room but like i just am fearful i'm fearful because they oh, yeah. say they can like live in the air for three days and i don't know how often you know how long they're waiting between anyway i would love a hotel bed like that just sounds pure luxury right now um but i will say i have been covering a lot of events in this 2020 just purely in my bathrobe with uh, a very sticky drooly baby on my lap so instead she's of not having interested. a sticky drooly blogger right next sitting next to you mm-hmm. exactly. exactly and saying hey guys be sure to tune in and smash that like button because when i've got an exclusive hands-on review of I wonder saying. what her generation is going to be into because all the kids right now between like ages, I would say ballpark five to 10 are like, I want to be a YouTube star. So I wonder what her generation wants to be like, you know, because when I was young, I just wanted to be an actress. That was like the loftiest thing I could think of. Right. Anyway. Well, again, can I, I, I will send you uh, the promotional brochure uh, for Generation X, because she might be interested in standing back and mocking the people <laughs> who want to be Instagram influencers. That worked really great for most of my generation. That's And that's why, to this day, we're really not blamed for anything, because mm-hmm. we really haven't done enough. Well, actually, okay, we did a lot of things, but we were, see, our, the key is we do them on the schneid. See, we do the, we're, we're, we're these internet billionaires and these founding, all these founding money people. And we're these people who were able to like pay off our student loans at 30 and complain about, oh man, can't believe I, yeah, I have a college degree, but do you realize that I'm going to be in debt until I'm 30? How am I going to pay off this $9,000 loan for four years of college? Yeah. Well, her father's Gen I mean, X, it's a booming so... economy and a thriving job market. And I had to turn, and I'm turning down two offers for every, for every uh, offer that I'm considering, but still, yeah, see, that's what dream world is this? <sighs> well, oh, let me let me take you back to 1990, 91, 92, 93. Oh, it was I I have uh, we I know we were winding up, but it's I have so much sympathy for the youngest generations today where again, I do that I wasn't making things up. I do remember being like 23 and saying, "Yeah, but you know, I've got I you realize that I, they they cut my student my 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 financial aid and now I got I got to find $9,000 in financing to pay for my next year of college. Oh, and I'm and I'm going to be in debt until I'm 30." And I actually managed to pay everything off by the time I was 28 and realizing that there is no way in hell that anybody is go- it's it's like buying a house at age age 20. That maybe by the time you're 50, you will have paid off all of these loans you had to take. Nah, it is, unless you're I, a TikTok star, Andy. Then you live in the TikTok house. But I, I know nothing about makeup or contouring. No, but you, you can do a dance 
Just memorize the dance. Just go. I would, but Mr. Bean has already done that dance. Fair enough. Well, that was well, a good gonna, I think it's going to be it for this week. <laughs> Flo, what, what, anything that you'd like to call people's attention to, to in the Flow universe? My mechanical keyboard guide has gone Yay. up at gizmodo.com. It is oh, live. Man. It was live this morning. Uh, it was a lot of work going into that. I tested 17 mechanical keyboards. They're all mainstream. People are complaining that I didn't cover like stuff from the enthusiast circles, but it's not for you. It's for yeah. the people. Okay? So... <laughs> For the people, if you're a person and you want to go buy a mechanical keyboard, go to gizmodo.com. You'll find my article I can't there. believe you only tested that keyboard out on one first-person shooter game. And the game you picked is no notorious for being a, being a 12 latency game. So all of your results, we can just throw them right away. Why don't we just throw them away? Why did you bother? Why did you bother? There is a line in the article where I wrote, I'm not a hardcore gamer, parentheses, Though I have uh, clocked in six hundred over six hundred hours in Skyrim, which is true, but that's the joke <laughs> because you know the jerks out there. You're not hardcore. You're not playing. You know you're not you're not doing all the esports. So you're not hardcore. No, I'm hardcore. I just I'm hardcore. I play by myself. Right. <laughs> I don't like to play with people. Anyway, uh, what yes. about you, Andy? What have you got going this week? <laughs> uh, I'm actually off this week from NPR Good for you. because we're, we're we're mostly on tape this week because anticipation of the Memorial Day weekend, which is Labor. um, la- la- sorry, Labor Day weekend. Sorry, um, I was <laughs> I was thrown because in my community they put up flags. I'm like, why does it? It's Labor Day. We don't. We striked against everything during Labor Day. See, why see, are you putting up yeah. the flag? That we oh, are because capitalism. Yeah, I'm, I'm going once once again. I'm going to be tweeting out this wonderful video of uh, of Studs Terkel, um, who was just this incredible broadcaster and newspaper columnist from Chicago, absolute legend and a force of nature, and and promoting, defending, and celebrating uh, the contributions of labor. And he tells this beautiful story in the punchline of, of, of he lived to be 90 something and he always took buses everywhere. So he tells the story about wanting to sort of like freak out like this well-dressed young man at the bus sta- at the bus stop <laughs> and saying that you're, yeah, you, are you, uh, it's, it's, it's Monday. What, uh, what time are you going to, what time do you leave work today? Well, five o'clock. You're going to be expected to work on Saturday and Sunday. Nope. Like, there you go. Thank, thank the labor movement for that. Because you're standing, yeah, it's that's this that's something that's always and the, the the full speech is well worth looking up. It's much better, much much longer than that, mm-hmm. uh, and that's the sort of stuff that I'm going to look uh, that up because I feel like that's very relevant to everything I'll, that's I'll, going I'll, on I'll, right I'll, now. I'll send you the I'll send you the link. You can put the link in the show notes. Yeah. But that's something that I can't. Fortunately, I came across that line very very early in life because it's like there's a reason why. You don't have to work on weekends. There's a reason why children are not forced to work. There's a reason why there is an expectation in most industries where you're not forced to work 12, 13, 14, 15 hours a day. It's because of the labor movement and a lot of people who were shot and killed by thugs hired by by uh, business owners uh, to put these people down. And we are still within – this is – uh, a Google podcast, not an Amazon podcast, but one of the big <laughs> news stories yes. floating around today sorry, was yes. how there was essentially a there was a job posting on the Amazon like uh, employ uh, em- employment uh, uh, blog, essentially looking for a union buster. 
<laughs> so yeah, watch that video. But everybody have an enjoyable weekend. This fortunately yeah. is not. This is not. A, this is not one of those weekends in which you're ex- you're you're expected to uh, pray for people that we've lost or go to church or anything like that. This is a time for socially distanced cookout cookouts with uh, at least three different kinds of meats. Uh, watermelons cut into u- unusual shapes, uh, corn mostly cobbed. Here in New England, we will be we will be boiling lobsters. I was about to which say, which is not because we're upper class and fancy. It's because we're slobs. We are in t-shirts. We go down. I'm going down literally to a shack at the end of my street. Good. with about as much money as it would cost to buy like four quarter pound hamburger patties and buns. <laughs> getting up, getting a lobster. This t- this time I will be killing it humanely <laughs> before boiling it because now I'm I've I've slowly turned on to the yeah but what if you're wrong about lobsters like feeling okay it'd be easy for me to simply do the Andy, thing Andy we're making them cry now we just told them they're not supposed to cry this <laughs> oh, weekend <laughs> you're 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 crying cuz you're not going to enjoy this delicious lobster that I'm mm. going to be having on on Monday. <laughs> what I, what I'm saying is that I've always been amused that people I I used to talk freely about like uh Oh yeah, well, no, I was just with my uh, I was just hang out with uh, with my parents and my my sisters and uh, we all just got lobsters for everybody. Thinking that I'm saying that essentially we bought a pack of hot dogs, boiled them, put them in buns, <laughs> put some butter on them and ate them. But thinking, "Oh, ooh la la, you're not going to say that that lobster." Oh, like you you don't understand in New England, lobster is fancy lobster means that you're eating it at a picnic table in a hot dog bun a, <laughs> from a shack from the side of the road meaning someone else actually boiled it and uh-huh. got the meat for you this is boil it it, it even t- see it even uh, if, if there's any question about how god intended us to eat the lobster it's a one-step cooking process and it changes color when it's done it's prepackaged. it's you just simply crack it's it's delicious. I hope I hope you all enjoy whatever it is you tend to boil <laughs> and put on a bun this weekend. Boil it, put on a bun, eat it without guilt. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening this Thank week. You, we hope everyone. you listen to us again next week. Until then, everybody have a wonderful seven days. Bye. 